What's going on, guys? So um, we are on we are on episode three of the podcast, and today today is a special guest, guys. Um, this person, um, aka my dad. That's how I introduce him, at least. He's not my dad, but I introduce him as as dad because he's a really cool guy. I really appreciate him, and um, I invited. It's funny. I made a video on on Instagram, like telling people like whoever wants to be in the podcast, just to include people in this. And he was one of the of the few people that actually replied. So like he's always like helping me out with whatever way I can, uh, and so I appreciate that. So ladies and gentlemen, today we have Troy Buckley. Troy, bro, thank you for being here with me. I appreciate that. Um, so just to start, bro, like, can you give a little bit of a background of who you are, what you know, your life, where you come from? Well, uh, well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you know. Me and Ama, we uh, don't go very far back, but, you know, we might as well have with the bond that um, me and you have made. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But uh, mm got to say, great friendship. Thank you for having me again on the show. Um, So, let's see. Uh, Well, I come, I'm not from around uh, Lebanon, from where we're from. Mm -hmm. Uh, I come from a suburb county of uh, Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. uh, Bucks County. Um, I come from a large family. Uh, yeah, you have like what? How many siblings? Uh, I have uh, five siblings, <laughs> so six kids all together that uh, my mom had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three girls and three boys, and I'm the last out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so now my question for you is that growing up being the youngest, do you do you feel like you have more freedom, like to do whatever you wanted, or was it more like were you being the more controlled one by your parents, or at least your your mom? that case i know this was like a trend usually like a lot of uh older siblings will say you know like man like you know this like our little brother or little sister gets away with so much when <laughs> i would have gotten you know the belt or something yeah. for that yeah. you know um i would say yeah you know to a degree your parents as they get older they get a little bit more relaxed yeah. you know i guess uh when you're a newer parent you know, you have to feel like you yeah. need to keep an eye on everything because yeah. you just don't know. You know, you might take things a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Whereas you get to be better as a parent, you know, and become more relaxed yeah, in yeah. certain areas. Yeah. yeah so um, now growing up, how was your environment? Like the where you lived at, was it like a nice place? Was it like bad? Like how was um, it? Well, I, you know, I would have to say I had a, a very nice home, you know, that my uh, mother built for me. Mm. Um, we, we definitely had humble beginnings. Okay. Um, I shared a twin-size bed with uh, my middle brother, and it was a bunk bed. So my other oldest brother was actually on the bottom bunk, and then mm-hmm. me and my brother were on the top bunk. And it was oh, a little yeah. twin-size bed, oh. you know. Um, and then my sisters had the uh, uh, room Their next room. door, yeah. and they shared a, a full-size bed, you know. So, did did that? How did that make you feel when growing up? Like, do you feel? Do you feel bad about that, or like, how was it, your experience of that? It lasted up until I was about eight years old, and to be honest, I thought it was kind of a normal thing that okay. most families did this. Uh, when going over other people's houses, you know, when I was older, mm-hmm. I realized, oh, I guess everybody has their own bed and everything. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so, 
Um, to me, it was normal. It was actually something I never really talked about, mm-hmm. you know, up until I guess I was later in my life. Um, not that I'm ashamed of it, yeah, by yeah, any yeah, means. Yeah. You know, we had humble beginnings. Yeah. And you know what? Whatever doesn't break you makes you. And uh, nice. I, I feel pretty good about it. I'd say it's made us closer as a family. Yeah. It definitely shows us the, uh, the value of a dollar, yeah, you know, and definitely. how to stretch it, mm. especially. But And then, um, so... How was your relationship with like your siblings growing up? Were, were you guys close? Like having the you know age gap, mm. how was that? We we were actually uh, each of us were two years apart. Okay. Um, so not too much of an age gap. Like currently, right now, we're in our twenties and thirties. Uh, my siblings and I. Yeah. Um, my oldest sister's ten years older than me. And then my brother's two years apart. Yeah. And then it's every two, so... Your parents were on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Crap. Yeah. Oh yes, they were. But that's and the best way, though. That's the best way. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so, so I, how's your relationship between your, you guys? Well, um, it's... Honestly, I would say we have a very strong relationship. Nice. Very similar to you and your sister. Yeah. Um, it's been great. You know, obviously, we have fights here and there. Yeah, like anybody. It seems like the girls fight a lot more than the guys. Oh, really? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially. They're always starting fights. But, uh, you know, I got to say, I love them all equally. Yeah. There's not one I love more yeah. than the other. Yeah. Um, yeah, just very close. We're always there for each other. Mm-hmm. When one of us struggles, we all struggle mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Um, we're always there to pick each other up, help each other out, give, a, yeah. give each other equal opportunity, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, they live an hour and a half away, and I see them a lot. You know, okay. I'll, I'll travel to Philly quite a bit to go see them. Mm-hmm. I was just with them on New Year's, Christmas, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. even before that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. And then um, tell me about high school. Like, so this is this is the picture I have of you in high school. You were like the popular guy, like <laughs> having a couple of girls, you know, like on you, like you know. And um, that's the the image I have because of your personality. Now, mm. who were you really in high school? What kind of guy were you like? Um, and growing up, do you really care about your education? Like, you know, what you were learning in high school? Did you really pay attention? Or were you more like laid back and didn't yeah. care? Um, well. I would say it's probably a misconception when people meet me. You know, you kind of hear of uh, the glow-up type deal. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I would say I didn't realize, uh, you know, some girls started liking me in sophomore year, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't really get more decent with, uh, I guess, the talk game, you yeah, call yeah. it, uh, up until about 11th grade. Um, so I kind of had a, some somewhat of a glow-up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, really I kind of wasn't all that as much... Uh, my popularity didn't reach, you know, full peak until yeah. I moved up to Lebanon, um, okay. you know, and got a fresh start. Uh, you know, there's so many people when you go to public school you got to compete with, oh, and I just oh, didn't yeah. feel like doing it. Yeah. Um, education, uh, I didn't start caring about my education until I was actually a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. I was actually uh, not the greatest student um, mm-hmm. until I reached about uh, my senior year. Uh, okay. I went to school in you know, Bucks County called Penridge uh, mm-hmm. up until my uh, junior year of high yeah. school. And then I decided to make the leap and uh, go to a Catholic school my senior year. Yeah. Which is, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what the heck did <laughs> like, you do well, that for? That? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And um, I don't know. I just had this uh, give a damn switch that went off in my head mm. and realized, you know, if I keep going the way I'm going, I'm not going anywhere in life. Mm. And a lot of people have that in their 20s. Yeah. Uh, I had it when I was 17. Hmm. Uh, I got to say I'm thankful for it. I yeah. just got motivated. Um, but, uh, yeah, I came up here because I saw the quality of education. 
uh, in Lebanon mm -hmm. with uh, the Catholic school mm -hmm. I attended, uh, it helped me significantly. I mean, mm -hmm. I only graduated with a 2.6 GPA, mm -hmm. but it was the highest GPA I'd ever had. And I know to a lot of people that'd be like, wow, that's really disappointing. But to me, it was everything. It's a change. Yeah. Because you were coming from not really caring and now mm -hmm. coming like, you know, huge leap. Now, can, if you don't mind sharing, like what, what motivated you from saying, I'm not going to stay where I used to live in, down in Philly and now moving up to um, Lebanon. Like, what was, what either happened with you or in you that said, okay, like, I have to, you know, make a change here. Right. Like, uh, you know, a lot of it was, uh, you know, family uh, intervention. A lot of it was just uh, the kind of friend group I was in um, and also just realizing that if I stay the course I'm going, I don't know if there's going to be much opportunity for me. And it was, so it was a compiling of so many different things. I would say a lot of it had to do with my family. Mm -hmm. My family was changing. Um, my parents had just gotten a divorce um, mm -hmm. and were separated. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, so that had an impact on me. That happened sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, junior year uh, was a bit rough for me, mm -hmm. um, and so was sophomore year. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted my parents to split, so, mm -hmm. but it just... Both of them kind of changed. Yeah. Um, my mother's a better person now. Yeah. You know. Uh, but, you know, that definitely had a big impact on me. I felt like I needed to get away. Yeah. I needed to change myself. And I felt like that was the best way to do it was through my education, mm -hmm. uh, get a better head on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And converting to Catholicism was definitely big. Um, that helped me. So I feel like the change of, of mindset from, like... An environment. Know, and environment. Yeah. That's what I was going to say because, like, and I know you shared this uh, with me before, like, you know, just talking, but, like, the reason I wanted to touch on that is because I feel like there's a lot of people that feel that they have to stay where they are at. You know, like, trapped. Yeah, no, like, you feel like, oh, if I leave my friend group or if I stop doing this or that, like, what what is going to happen with me? You, you have this fear of that, like, unknown. Yeah. So, you know, you giving that step from basically being with your family all the time to moving to Lebanon and being with, you know, family here, but it's not the same. Yeah. And then going to, like, a Catholic school, coming from a public school, mm -hmm. you know, um, that's that's a huge step. Now, yeah. my question for you, going from, you know, going from not having maybe a religion before to going to Catholicism, how do you feel that helped you? How do you feel like having the, the beliefs of Catholicism has helped you with your life and making like better decisions and stuff like that? Um, well, uh, Catholicism has a huge community um, mm -hmm. of people, whereas the religion I came from before, it was just kind of like a non-denominational church, really. Okay. Um, you know, so you kind of just went and that was good enough, yeah. you know. Catholicism's different. It teaches you to be more uh, interactive with your faith. Um, mm -hmm. I especially like uh, confession. Yeah. I think that's great. Uh, you really just feel like you get everything out, and mm -hmm. you feel almost purified, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, with Catholicism itself, uh, just the community is what really helped me make the jump. Um, the priests, even the teachers, uh, just people that are Catholic mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so like it's almost like networking, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. And uh, I gotta say, it's helped me uh, in so many different situations. With if I had a problem, mm -hmm. you know, I could talk to somebody, and then they know somebody, you know, that could help me with this problem. And it just made that jump easier. It almost made you feel like you were a part of this uh, huge family. 
of people that you were willing to help. to it. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Whereas, you know, coming from public school, you didn't have that, really. That mm. was hard to find. You really mm. had to work for that. Um, or even just a church that you go to, and, like, yeah. if you show up every Sunday, that's good enough. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I really didn't... Catholicism taught me more in a less than a year hmm. about just Christianity in general mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than I learned from going, you know, 17 years to a uh, non-denominational church. That's great. Yeah, and it, it just goes to show you how good yeah. their uh, education yeah. system is. And, and the results, though, because you're saying yeah. you, you came, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, your GPA before, how, like, before you transferred to the, your, the Catholic school, what was yeah. your GPA at the time? Uh, you know, I can't even remember. I know at one point it was below a two. Oh, wow. I do know that. And, you know, to me, I didn't care. Yeah, yeah. I honestly like, whatever. Just, yeah, I just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then moving to, to the uh, Catholic school, you know, and uh, having that education, you know, it, it motivated you to go up. Mm-hmm. Now... I want to I wanna move on. I know I know you're in a relationship, right? You have yes. your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. What's her name again? Uh, Karen. I mean, I know the name. I just ask <laughs> people to know. Um, and then, how you guys met? Like, what, what, what was the interaction there? How, you, how, how that happened? Uh, a lot of people's, you know, you could say it's like love at first sight type deal. Yeah. Um, we had met, actually, at uh, Lebanon Catholic. Mm-hmm. That's probably what made my move a lot easier, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could say. Uh Yeah, um, so the first week I'm there, um, you know, I would say the next week I started dating her. Wow. Yeah, um, and it, it was it was a pretty quick transition. She had never had a boyfriend. I really never had an official girlfriend. Yeah, like, like something <clears throat> like that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, actually uh, my friend Brandon, I believe you met him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he introduced me to her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he actually, he wanted me to go over... And, uh, you know, he's like, yo, I got this girl, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I want you to talk to her. Yeah. Um, well, this girl wasn't Karen. She was friends with Karen. Uh, and uh, I ended up uh, liking Karen more. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just started connecting with yeah. Karen more. Yeah. So, and you know, just charming her a little bit. And she was really funny. Like, I, uh, mm-hmm. th- nobody could make me laugh like she could. I mean, she just had this uh, sense of humor, this personality that I, I really clicked with, mm-hmm. you know. And it kind of made me feel like I was at home again, you mm. know, I was feeling homesick, I was gone from my home, Yeah. you know, and uh, so, <clears throat> it, you know, I left there from talking to her with Brandon, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I went back, I was like, wow, you know, I was like, I'm, you know, he, he asked me what I thought of this other girl, and I was like, honestly, <laughs> like, you know, who's her, like, kind of like her, you know, and, uh, you know, she was really pretty, and she had these, uh, these like I don't know if it was just the lighting at the time or something mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. her eyes were like yellow like they were kind of like this bright yeah. you know caramel yeah. yellow yeah. and uh, they just I don't know I was kind of like mesmerized by that yeah. and uh, yeah but um, there was this uh, quinceanera going on that Saturday I okay. think this was a this was sometime during the week I think and uh, it was like a Wednesday And, uh, you know, so that Saturday there was a uh, quinceanera that she was going to go to because her friends were uh, mm-hmm. doing it. It was their quinceanera. And uh, I was, you know, I said to Brandon, I was like, dude, I got to go. Like, I, I got to, you know, talk you to her yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more. You know, yeah, I'd yeah. like to get to know her. And he was like, absolutely. Like, you know, <laughs> he, he went and set it up. So I went and, uh, you know, 
got to wear a suit. She's wearing this, nice. you know, beautiful uh, red dress. Yeah. Well, probably more pink, so. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Um, you know, she looked great. I mean, she looked absolutely. Yeah, so, and then that night, that was our night we first kissed. That was the first one. And then that next Wednesday, we were, were even, no, the next day, I'm sorry, we were dating. That's amazing. Yeah. And now, um, when it comes to relationship, and the reason I wanted you, I wanted you to, like, talk about that experience with her, when it comes in your experience um, in relationships, what advice can you give people um, when it comes to, like, the interaction between two, you know, different human beings that, Mm-hmm. didn't grow up together didn't know each other until a specific moment in time and even though you guys met like you know what three years ago four years uh, we're ago? almost at five five years yeah. ago um, and you have been together since then like what has been something that has helped you guys in your relationship um, well you know communication is definitely key um, I would say try not to be so sensitive when you hear criticism good um, it's that is especially important I'm a person that didn't like uh, to hear criticism until I moved up here and realized just how much humbleness truly mm-hmm. drives uh, a person mm-hmm. and how much more you can learn um, I've applied that to my career I've applied that to my education and my relationship um, it definitely is a struggle uh, you know our relationship is by all means not perfect yeah like, none is yeah um, but I would say humbleness, understanding, uh, it, it just, you know, being mad about stupid things is just, it's bad, you know, mm-hmm. it, it promotes this negative energy and that negative energy just mm-hmm. stays mm-hmm. and it will come up into a, another mm-hmm. fight. And, you know, that's something that me and Karen don't like to do. Um, you know, it has happened and we realize it happens yeah. and, uh, we, you know, we do try and talk it out, but you know, I see a lot of people that literally fight every time that I'm with them or every time mm-hmm. that they're with, e- they're with each other. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, why the hell are they together for the simple fact that they just want to be with somebody or, you know, but this, somebody's making That's you miserable. Point. That's a good point. Yeah. And so, so you feel like, and, and I'm, I'm asking this cause I actually, in my personal life, I've in the past made the mistake of feeling like I'm right. Like I have, like I, I'm the one who has all the reason or like in, who's right and stuff. Yeah. And um, thinking that the other person, like the other girl, whatever, is not right. And then, you know, over time I realized that like there's a lot of pride that goes sometimes into a relationship. And you think, oh no, yeah, I'm humble. Like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But then you realize and you're like, oh, crap. like I'm not humble, you know, I'm prideful. And like that, it's a good point you made also on communication. Like sometimes people forget that overall you just need to talk. Like, yeah. hey, if you feel like there's something going on, ask. Mm-hmm. Don't make assumptions, you know. Something I, I've made the, the mistake in the, in the past is I've made assumptions mm-hmm. with relationships and not understanding that all I have to do is make a question and that's it. And, um, now I want to move on. Now I know you're into politics a little bit, and um, I I want to hear your honest opinion overall. And guys, this is a sensitive material. Like it's, this is not we're not trying to um, cover stuff up. Like we're we're trying to be honest here. And and if you feel like anything that we say will offend you or has offended you, we are not trying to offend you. We're not trying to say anything that. Uh, it's gonna hurt you. We're just trying to be honest and uh, sincere. So if you feel like there's anything said here, please do not take it personal. 
um, it's just openness. So, going back um, to politics, I want to I want to know your honest opinion on all the situation, like with Donald Trump and all mm -hmm. the stuff going on with him, like people attacking him, sure, and stuff. Like that. What What do you think about that? He's not uh, a very much uh, liked guy, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, nor is any kind of populist politician mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. for its time. Mm -hmm. History will definitely uh, write that book for us, mm -hmm. whether he was good or not. Um, you know, I would say I think he's doing uh, the best job he thinks he can do, mm -hmm. um, just like, you know, Barack Obama, yeah. just like Bush, you know. And a lot of these presidents you'll tend to uh, relate to and kind of more look at with positivity after they've left office. Um, I know I was a little critical of Obama. Mm -hmm. I know I was critical of Bush. Yeah. Um, after they left office, I learned to appreciate them more. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we'll see with, you know, definitely with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. um, he He's definitely not a humble guy, yeah. you know, like what we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think... There's a lot of good what he does. Mm -hmm. I believe he's a true American patriot, just mm -hmm. like Obama or mm -hmm. just like any politician that mm -hmm. chooses to serve for the right reasons. Um, he has uh, a driven, you know, motive mm -hmm. of what he wants to get done and what he thinks will be better for this country. And you got to appreciate that. Yeah. Um, there's just so much turmoil in the world um, that, you know, like he wants this wall and it's causing this government shutdown. Yeah. Um, You know, we have seen walls work in the past. We don't know if it'll work for this country or not. That's besides the point. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a hard subject, but, you know, maybe there's some kind of compromise we could come to uh, with mm -hmm. getting this wall and giving the Democrats something they want, you yeah. know? So, and I'm sure there's a lot that they want. Mm -hmm. If they start looking at more bipartisan mm -hmm. uh, ways to solve issues mm -hmm. rather than, uh, you know, divisions, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Because they're letting this wall, they're building a wall themselves. Yeah, you know, yeah. Democrats and Republicans against each other. Totally. And they're, you know, they're splitting up the uh, country rather than, you know, let's build this wall together. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you know? even even that point, like they don't, they're not even agreeing. And um, yeah, then um, I wanted to to ask you, you you're going to college for history, and now uh, this is actually related to this topic, but. Mm -hmm. And what you have learned so far about history, because I and I know you're you're actually good at it, because you, you have told me stuff that I like I didn't know that you know <laughs> yeah. Like even last night we were hanging out and and he told me something about the rule of thumb and I was like bro like how do you even know this? It's because you care about history. Mm -hmm. Now looking at history and looking at um, what's going on right now, do you feel that? we are repeating history absolutely um you know these uh what we're going through now is something that has uh essentially repeated itself over and over again hmm. especially with like uh obama's um presidency you know uh there's been a fight to get you know socialized med medical care yeah. um in this country i think since like you know the, the 30s well. uh, you know with uh Franklin D. Roosevelt um, actually was introduced by a Republican, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. And, uh, mm. but, you know. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they always flip-flop. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Republican, yeah. Democrats, yeah. who's more conservative or who's more liberal or prog progressive, that always flip-flops. That's why I say I'm a conservative, not a Republican. Cause, That's you know, interesting. That could always flip-flop. Huh. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah. Um. <laughs> Interesting fact. No, to be honest, like, all right, that makes sense. Because most people say, yeah, I'm a Republican, and that already assumed that they, because of that, they're conservative. conservative. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. one thing is not related to the other. Oh, yeah, and uh, I'm more independent because... Uh, you know, one big thing that mm-hmm. I notice with politics uh, that I find uh, important that's actually a very liberal, progressive mm-hmm. uh, ideology is, mm-hmm. is climate change. I mm-hmm. think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it's not a, a, a Republican or, or a conservative ideal because yeah. you would, you know, that's more of a frugal, think. Yeah. you know, type thinking. Yeah. You know, not necessarily something that's progressive, mm. but, you know beyond me <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> you know and, and you're just giving your your perspective on yeah. it but um now i want to i want to go into business and um, ask you a little bit i know you have your your side business mm-hmm. what, is, what is your side business so people know um well i run a landscaping business mm-hmm. uh you know purely on the side you know mm-hmm. Um, it grows. It grows pretty much every day. Uh, I'm very blessed. Uh, I gotta say, it's a lot of work. You yeah. Know, go, <laughs> going to school and running a business and uh, e- even working full time, it's it really drains you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've fallen asleep at the desk a couple of times coming <laughs> home from work uh, and doing uh, schoolwork, papers, or even just doing invoices for customers. Um, you know, as you know, you've worked with oh. me a couple of times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, on jobs and. I know. Uh, the physical labor is definitely a lot easier than the uh, mental capacity it takes to juggle all three of those things. I so. can tell you this. The, the the amount of work that I got to do with you, like after I was done, <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything else. I was yeah. so tired. And then seeing you, you were like, like, it's, like, like mm-hmm. it's whatever for you because you're so used to it. Yeah. But you have so much endurance when it comes to that stuff. Like, I was like, bro, like, how do you make, you know, you don't even look tired. You look, <laughs> everything's going on. But how the, how does the, the landscaping business has teach you or help you when it comes to hard work? Like, do you feel that that business has uh, helped you understand the importance of hard work overall? Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, uh, my uncle said to me once, uh, you know, I was coming home. Mm-hmm. It was actually a hundred degree weather, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd came home from working all day uh, at my job in the blistering, scorching heat. Yeah. And I came home. I loaded up the truck with mowers and weed whackers, and I just went out. He's like, "Dude, you're gonna kill yourself." Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, and, you know. And then we talked later on that night after I got home at about nine thirty, ten o'clock. You know. And then I worked from seven to five. You know. So I came home, got my stuff, went out, and just did a couple of lawns. Um, you know, he's like, dude, I don't see you stopping anytime soon. He's like, you got to kind of take a break sometimes. He's like, you know, you're working more than 14, 15 hour days. And honestly, I would come home and still feel okay. Wow. Um, definitely body tired. But, you know, you're, for some people, when you have an active mind, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's all the, the energy you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just got to keep pushing yourself, you know, G- give yourself limits. Um you know, definitely you do have those days where you are tired and, mm-hmm. you know, take a minute, you know, mm-hmm. or a few if you need it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but if, you know, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm not, you know, when I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> so, you know, you get one life and you really got to work hard at it. Obviously mm-hmm. have a balance, but if, you know, I'm working hard now, so I don't have to later on mm-hmm. and that's while good. I can, you know, that's yeah. good. Now, I have I have two more questions and, and, and we're gonna be good. There's so much like this, guys. If you met Troy, you will understand why 
it's it's so interesting just to talk to him but um I wanted to ask you first about future what is your plan for the like do you have anything going on in the next I don't know two years three years that you're looking forward to right now um in life whether it's you know your career business is there anything that you're looking forward to I look forward to a lot Um, when you juggle so many things, uh, you do juggle a lot of uh, goals, long-term goals, short-term goals, yeah. and I think they're very important to have. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm struggling with right now is which goal should I truly pursue, because you cannot pursue all of them. No. They're, it's extremely hard, and I'm finding that out. First, money comes into play, capital. Yeah. Um, the sheer time that it takes to put into something versus mm-hmm. the other, mm-hmm. something's going to get short. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've noticed that if it's not my college is getting shortened, it's my, you know, um, my business mm-hmm. uh, that I have to throttle back with. Uh, and, you know, vastly, it's motivation. You'll lack motivation in certain areas mm. if you're juggling so many things. Mm. And it's it, that's the hard part. But I would say my main thing I'm looking forward to is buying a home. Mm. I want to buy a home, and I have a two-year plan. Uh, I do have a Excel spreadsheet. I'm going to do it, you know, uh, saving money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's very important. But I, what I'm really struggling with now, um, and it has to do with just overall career, I want to have passive income. Um, I want to kind of figure out a way I could just make money by sitting on my butt mm-hmm. and not having to do anything. That way, I could have time to, you know, either focus on school or even more pursuing more of a school career or, uh, you know, being a teacher and not having to worry about bills and having a large family if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just giving a comfortable life to my family. Mm-hmm. But uh, how I'm going to do that, I struggle with, because, uh, you know, I've thought about the real estate market, yeah. um, getting into that with passive income, but, you know, that's a lot of work. It is. Um, you know, uh, you're going to get tenants that call you all the time from the people I've spoke to. Uh, mm-hmm. They've had nightmare stories. Uh, my mother actually rents uh, her place now, um, oh, uh, and she's had some nightmares herself. Oh, uh, you know, I've had a lot of real estate people that I've talked to for hours, Um that have told me the do's and don'ts and wow. sometimes their do's don't exactly go with my do's and yeah, their yeah, don'ts yeah. don't go with my don'ts um, which is good you can always disagree Yeah, that's always good to have more opportunity mm-hmm. um, and I've had people flat out tell me don't do it while really? They, while they have a whole massive real estate empire really? yeah and I'm What like the heck? I'm like okay um, you know why are they telling me this it so, doesn't make sense yeah. yeah you know and people contradict themselves a lot they'll say you know you'll never get anywhere if you don't put your balls on the line and then you come up and tell them like oh I got yeah. this great idea and they're like what are you doing man why do you want to do that <laughs> that's it's, so weird it's dude. yeah it's so you sometimes got to take everything with a grain of salt and yeah. just kind of find your own way but uh, and then my other thing I want to pursue is uh, uh, stocks mm. mutual funds and whatnot, and IRA and everything yeah. and really digging down deep because you know you can make quite a bit especially mm-hmm. with where the economy is right now oh yeah <coughs> mm-hmm. excuse me um, it's exciting mm-hmm. because the economy kind of just took a nosedive you know well excuse me the stock market specifically yeah. Yeah. that has to do with the economy as well mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are a little bit worried because they got a lot of money wrapped up into it but for somebody who has not invested their money yet mm. this is very exciting and if you have a little bit of money left over mm. um, 
you know, or a little bit of money to invest, yeah. now is the time to do it. Whether it's a thousand, five hundred, whatever, a hundred bucks. Because it's cheaper now, yes. and then they're gonna go back up because the market always goes back up. Oh yeah, it's a law of the market. You will say. Oh yeah. I mean, it will start probably rising. You know, within two years. Yeah. You know, uh, again to be not necessarily where it was at, but give it five, ten years. Oh. You gotta be patient. That's 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 the key. Absolutely, and that's a quick return of five years. Oh yeah. So, uh, from people I've talked to, um, mm-hmm. I've. I've actually invested money uh, mm-hmm. when I was 16 years old. Really? Yeah. I, um, my brother had opened up a uh, brokerage account. Uh, nice. With, he was, uh, what was he? He was like 22 at the time. Yeah. And I handed him uh, 500 bucks and I said, you know, here, whatever you're investing into, I want to invest. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was young. I was naive. I actually liquidated it before I made, you know, considerable money. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I needed to buy a car, and I was like, you know, that That was the bad money was available for you. Yeah, and so I kind of regret it now. I wish I would have stayed in, but, uh, you know, not, not not a lot of 16-year-olds do that. No. Um, but uh, Who the heck is thinking about this? I mean, not, not most people, but definitely yeah. you're right. And that, that was at the time where marijuana was legalizing, so mm-hmm. I kind of saw that uh, pioneership with that. Oh, man, because it's bigger. It's much bigger now. Yeah, yeah. So oh. if I would have stayed in, I probably <laughs> would be decently comfortable right now. Oh, man. <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> so, first, I know. Yeah, so it's... Ah, uh, dude. Yeah, that's... Oh, I know the feeling of, like... Cause I've done, I've done, I've I've invested in stocks and mutual mm-hmm. funds and like a lot of a lot of things. I actually um, invested uh, once on. I don't know if you know the forex market. It's basically like um, uh, currency. Yeah. You invest in currency. Now you use leverage. Like, like Bitcoin or no Bitcoin. Quite it was like you like you you will invest in like U.S. dollar versus the Canadian dollar. Oh yeah. And yeah. so that. You leverage your money like mm-hmm. times I don't know hundred thousand ten thousand. Mm-hmm. So if you were investing like a hundred bucks, you multiply that times a thousand or ten thousand, depending. You could choose like the amount. Yeah. Um. You could make a lot of profit. I actually made like in four days like about five hundred dollars. Oh wow! Just yeah. out of a hundred bucks. Yeah. So um, that was really nice. Now, it's really risky. It, it, it changes a lot, so you have that to. That sounds know. like it's a high risk. It's, it's uh, like penny stock, high basically. high yield, yeah. Yeah, so, but there's the benefit of a higher, you know, reward yeah. if you know how to do it. Well, but at the at the time with uh, you know, when these when Colorado had just legalized, yeah, people yeah. had their money in uh, marijuana penny stocks. Uh, they became millionaires uh, like, overnight, overnight, because uh, they just had so many shares, uh, and they bought them for pennies on the dollar. That's and, crazy. Uh, you know, at the time, me and my brother were researching because um, that year Canada mm-hmm. was about to legalize uh, and relax their marijuana laws. Yeah. So me and my brother, we did research and started. Um, you know, because it's illegal to find out insider information yeah, in the yeah, company. Yeah. So what we did was we did the best we could based on the research that we compiled. Yeah. Uh, which companies had their money invested in Canada? Uh, that marijuana. makes sense. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Or even California, we did uh, yeah. cannabis science. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Edibles was one mm-hmm. stock that was called that was based on California, but they had land up in Canada uh, with, okay. uh, that they were going to start growing up yeah, there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but uh, September seventh was the time that it was legalizing, and when it did, I, I did make a little money. Um, wow. Not as much as I'd hoped. But, but still, yes, there was something there. Absolutely. So, you know, it's those uh, kind of learning curve things, you know. So that's always 
good to do that, you know. Yeah. You can research companies and kind of guess the market a little bit. Like, yeah. uh, I knew the market was going to kind of take a nosedive in, twenty, like, er, late 2018, early 2019. Yeah. Just from podcasts I was listening to, YouTube channels of mm-hmm. guys that have made millions, you mm-hmm. know, and they're like, you know, oh, it's... The trends, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we were due for kind of like a downturn. I was going to ask you about that. Do you think the market is going to crash? Um, in 2018, do you think there's gonna be a crash, like um, like in 2008? Uh, 2008, yeah. I mean, I'm no expert, uh, but uh, if I had to this say, is like your opinion, yeah. We'll, we'll take a little bit of a nosedive. You know, it, it's you know from what I've learned in my economics courses, which highly goes with history. You got to learn economics, which is great. I love the classes. Um, a, you know, a government cannot have too much growth. Uh, it's hmm. actually dangerous to have too much growth from what I've seen um, in my economics courses. So that's well, why you'll that... see... Well, you'll see the government, um, you know, like, biting off more than you can chew. Oh, uh, okay. You know, okay. if you have your money, you know, spread yeah. out too far, too thin. It's yeah. kind of like a military, you know. If you got your guys spread out too far it and too help. thin, yeah. yeah, you know, you're overreaching. You know, mm. somewhere you're going to start losing ground. Mm. And it's the same for the economy. Um, you know, so... But anyway, that's why the government will kind of raise, like, the Fed, they'll raise interest rates to kind of slow growth a little bit. So, you That's know. why. Yeah. I always wonder why they did that. Like, I actually was, like, I mad at it for a while. Because but, uh, I was like, <laughs> why would you... You know, economy is growing. Why would you stop that? Absolutely. But this explanation... Oh, actually, yeah. So it's sense. actually... it's. You know, a lot of people don't understand it fully, but it is uh, somewhat of a good thing. It's bad for us, the consumer, but you got to understand... Um, the long term. Yes, the long term. Like, for instance, uh, the pointage that we're down in the stock market would have caused recessions uh, previously. But now that we're such a globalized market, it's kind of like a hiccup more so. Okay. So, like, uh, back in the 80s, uh, when we had that, uh, what was it, like, Black Monday or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Or Black Tuesday, I can't yeah. remember yeah, yeah. which day it was, but... Uh, you know, it had, you know, I think it was like the Dow Jones or something. It yeah. dropped 500 points and it caused a massive recession. People were getting laid off in the stock market. And, you know, it was uh, Japan had just about hit their, you know, rock bottom. And oh, wow. They still haven't fully recovered from that. You still. Know, even 30, 40 years later. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and it caused a massive recession. And we just literally had a drop the same size and we're doing okay. We, yeah, we, you know. So, you don't yeah. see it because like, yeah. you can tell if you see it but mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you what's your opinion on actually I, I asked more questions than I thought I was going to ask but this, this is getting really interesting what's your opinion on taxes and do you think we should have less taxes or more taxes um, if you look at history and I was actually just recently going over this because um, I was talking to my brother about retirement yeah. and yeah. you know he said uh, he was looking at like a million dollar policy by the time he goes to retire, yeah. which is great. Yeah. You know, that's if you look at the dividends and you have a good system, you can make about 40000 a year from a million dollar policy when you retire. That's and that's good. income. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. that doesn't count Social Security, too, on top yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, taxes, if you look at the history of taxes, um, with the way the, you know, America was built on taxes if mm. you think about it uh, we 
you know, shied away from Britain because they were overtaxing us and we didn't mm. like that too much. So, mm. so it was kind of always a trend to keep taxes low in this country. Mm. Um, they have skyrocketed since the, you know, early 19 teens, mm. uh, up into the twenties. Uh, you know, but if you look at it, it also goes hand in hand with our, uh, standard of living. Mm. Um, you know, we offer a lot of more, um, uh, social welfare to yeah. people, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, even coming from a conservative perspective, it is a good thing. Uh, you know, so that goes hand in hand. Mm. Um, it lately though, it's been kind of out of control. Uh, mm-hmm. We do tend to rise. We'll you know tax the people that bring in income into this country, that bring uh, business and jobs into this country. Um, we kind of have to have a kind of steady something that's equilibrium point, mm. um, but. You know, but if you look at what's going on with uh, Social Security mm-hmm. and uh, Medicare, mm-hmm. it's a little scary. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when that uh, social welfare type mm-hmm. of, um, you know, and um, we had, what, like 150 people working for every one that was retiring, and now it's like something like 16 It, it has gone down a lot. Yeah, and, it's, and, the, and that's scary. Um, so, you know... In that situation, you have to look at, all right, we're going to have to raise taxes in this area. We're going to have to extend mm. the people that are living longer their chance to retire. Yeah. And then, you know, we're also going to have to, you know, limit people who have to retire early because of disabilities. Mm. We're going to have to, you know, change uh, some of the, you know, uh, requirements um, that it... That for, yeah, to retire. To, to retire early, okay. you know, so... Um, yeah, so taxation, it's it's a hard one to touch on because yeah. in term you do need it um, because you don't want to cut these uh, popular um, kind of uh, advantages that we have in our economy for the American From people. It. Yeah. But, uh, you know. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Now, I was, I was listening to a guy that said that, that when you don't have taxes, or not when you don't have, but when it's lower, like it's not as much, Economy, the economy does better, but when you put taxes on, like really heavy taxes on people, mm-hmm. economy gets yeah. to be worse because most of the income is going to the government. And right. My opinion is, although I think the intentions might be good from government wanting to take care of people, yeah, cool, but it could be dangerous, especially. Mm-hmm when you have so much control like right now the government has I think way too much control on, mm-hmm. on people's money and property and just life in general yeah it's scary yeah um, think about communist countries mm-hmm. if, if you look at their system it's very broken it, you know? it's I mean it's people don't make the money that they make is not their money it's the government's money yeah. the government takes care of everything Mm-hmm. But you don't have freedom in the sense of like you kind of really prosper. Yeah, you know so everyone's essentially equal. That's a very conservative ideology of what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lowering taxes, it's an incentive, or just taxes in general. Um, if they're lower, it's an incentive to be a little bit more competitive in the market. In the market, yeah. Um, you know, you, you got to have uh, the give and take scenario. Yeah, there's, um, there's the positive and negative stuff of both sides. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, government spending has just increased so much dramatically um, just because mm. we had a recession. Yeah. The wars in the Middle East that we yeah. probably shouldn't be involved in, that's very expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
tax breaks in general also add to our deficit as well because you yeah. got to think the government Where the money's coming from exactly <laughs> you know that's uh, just tax breaks in general can cause you know a lot of this big deficit that we have because we're not bringing in as much money but however if you look at it our economy does great at that point too you know because businesses will come here and they'll want to invest they'll, they'll bring uh, let's just say google yeah. just wanted to get started in this country without can because you know it has all these tax breaks. Yeah. It's like, well, gosh, now, you know, I have this extra $100 million sitting around. Mm. Why don't we go open up another headquarters on the East Coast? Nice. You know, and then there's less, you know, um, taxes over there than there is here in yeah. California yeah. where we're paying about 60% on tax. Mm. Well, let's open it up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll only be paying 40%. And, mm. you know, that extra income, they can invest in other places and make more money. So yeah. if you think about it, the government operates the same way, whereas, you know, all right, let's take a hit this year or this presidential term, okay. and then the next presidential term, the economy is going to be doing great. We can attack some of these other areas that we're Got losing it. money on, Got uh, which is the idea. That doesn't always happen it does, that way. Yeah, you know, but but, but the, the concept there, the, the idea that you're talking about, makes sense all right bro last question we have been here for 45 minutes and everything has been awesome oh wow uh, it, you you kind of tell yeah. time flies but um last question is now we're not old like we're just 22 yeah. um, years old but if let's say you could look back to troy maybe five four years ago and you could like give yourself an advice and say oh i'd love to troy <laughs> Troy, listen to this. Like, you know, this is something I have to tell you. What will, advice would you give yourself? If um, you wow. Uh, it has to be simple. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. So don't feel sure. like you have to say, you know. But You know, I would, I would say definitely um, let the money work for you. Mm. Don't work for the money. Mm. You know, I, I had somebody give me that advice, and I thought it was great advice. Um, and it's totally true. It took me a while to figure out what that exactly meant. meant yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean save every stitch of money you have. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you become a business owner, you realize that time is worth more than your money. Um, in fact, actually, time can make you more money than money itself. That's and so good. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. yeah. So, and I learned that just working with a company in, in New Holland and, you know, owning my own business. Uh, that's something I would like to tell myself. I know at the time I probably, if I was speaking to myself, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get that um, at the time. Yeah. Uh, it would take me a little bit. But um, at least I would have that five-year head start yeah. to figure that out. And then up till now, I could really get things going. It would be different, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, or even I would love to be able to go back in time to know what I know now. Like, mm. you go back to kindergarten yeah. and restart everything with all the knowledge, the knowledge. I have now. Ooh. So uh, th- it would be dangerous if <laughs> I could get done. So, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, you, you, anyone could rule the world at that point. Yeah. You know, you really could. Um, yeah. It'd be great, but, you know. It's part of life. Exactly. You know, you can't go back, so you got to push on. Yeah. You know? yeah. Otherwise, you will live in the past. <laughs> Brother, um, I really appreciate everything you shared with me today. It was it was really good, really eye-opening. Mm-hmm. I, there's stuff that I didn't even know, so like, I'm <laughs> actually you. learning stuff, guys. Um, so, again, um, just listen to the stuff that you know you heard today and, and see how you can apply it to your life from you know, just learning about family, relationships, you know, money, 
politics, all of this stuff that, you know, are part of your life. So, guys, um, I thank you that you were listening to this podcast today. Um, we have more guests coming um, in the future, and so get ready for that. It's going to be exciting. And again, um, guys, I love you all, and I'll see you until next time.